welcome to Become. I'm Courtney Koenig, igniting you to become a powerful, profitable, purposeful boss of your business and of your life, using your human design as a personal development tool that's actually personal, mindset work that really works because it's based on the gifts that you were born with and it allows you to have peace and joy through your business experience. I'm so excited to be having a beautiful guest on today, Carrie Kaufman. She is uh, has a certificate in positive psychology, a yoga instructor, is a certified meditation coach, as well as having a 20-year yoga teaching career. Carrie truly understands how the business of life can take its toll on our wellness. It is through this lens that Carrie developed Enliven as an accessible experience with an intentional purpose focused on helping people practice meaningful self-care and create necessary and sustainable change in our lives. Carrie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks, Courtney. My pleasure. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to dive into your chart um, and the beautiful um, gifts that you have there that are special just to you. And But I'd love to get to know you before we jump into this. Sure. So do you have um, a favorite show or book that you've been into lately? So I would say this summer, I have been addicted to the show Suits. And I don't know if I'm addicted to it because I was in the corporate world. And so it makes me laugh because it makes me so glad that I'm not anymore. Or it's just, I love the character development and how they show the softer side of these kind of crazy corporate beings. And I think, you know, if I really think about it, these are the people that show up on my retreats, right? So somehow watching a show about the people and the lives they lead and these competitive New York City 80 hour work, you know, crazy things. These are the people who who need the work that we do so much. So maybe that's why I love it, but I can't stop watching it. I'm on season eight and thank God it's almost over. So I get my life back. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. Right. Diving into the show. It's so good. That was so good. Um, and then now I know you host retreats and you help others to do so. So you're well-traveled. Do you have a favorite place that you love to go to? Ah, I have so many favorite places. So I have a second home in Cozumel, Mexico, and that will always have a really, really special place in my heart. My family had that as sort of our, uh, I guess, commune, if you will, for about 12 or 13 years because my sister lived on um, in Los Angeles. I was in New York. My brother was in Florida. And so we used to use that as our as our family gathering point. So, and now my kids look at it as their second home. So I really love it there. But I would say my favorite place in the world, and this is not to take away from Cozumel, is Costa Rica. Costa Rica is my absolute favorite place to go. It's my favorite place to take retreats because it's one country, first of all, you know, the food, the people, the beauty and the eco adventure and the eco tourism there. I've just never been anywhere else in the world where it has all of that. Um, I just feel like everywhere I go, it's my people, whether it's doing yoga on the beach with the teacher that lives there or whether it's whitewater rafting or it's, it's going through um, one of the jungle tours. They're very, very green. They're very, very farm to table. They're very, very yogic centric. The people are delightful. The food is healthy. It's just, it's kind of heaven. So I sometimes mm. think do I want to switch Mexico to Costa Rica, but 
Fortunately, I get both. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're making me so excited because my husband and I are going there in a couple of weeks. Are you? I've never been, and I can't wait. <laughs> oh well, we'll have to chat offline. I'll tell you all my favorite places because I've been. Oh. In Oh my gosh, for sure. I just like in dying. I'm so excited to see the, the jungle and the beach and the like just the magic that it has. It feels like it has such good energy. So mm, I can't it wait. Does. It really does. You'll love oh, it. Oh, I love it. Well, as we dive into your chart, your human design chart is layered with all these gifts of your phenomenon. And um, we're going to go through a couple pieces that stood out to me and just and chat about them. So we always start with your type. And you are a generator and you have these foundational gifts of energy, this massive desire, this ability to handle a lot on your plate. You can go, 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 get things done, done, done. Um, and to really tapping into that beautiful energy to be able to attract people because you, when you're doing what you love, you're like this magnet. You just naturally attract people towards you. They're just like, Carrie, what are you doing? Tell me more, you know, that type of thing. It's just like powerful um, energy. And we know that energy speaks louder than words. And so you having this magnetic energy in um, the work that you love in that passion, it exudes to everybody else. And it's a beautiful marketing tool. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> and, and it's a beautiful thing to see in motion as well. You know, um, oftentimes generators and manifesting generators who have this like, um, just sacral energy. That's just going, going, going all the time. It's this gift of energy all the time. They're just like, Oh, you know, um, I just, this is just what I do, you know, but oftentimes when they come from a place of, I'm so grateful for all the energy I have, I'm so grateful for all that I can accomplish. Um, and they put their energy towards work that they're passionate in. It fuels them even more. And so we always want to look at our gifts as gifts. You know, um, I don't have, your immense amount of energy, which is one of the things that I do kind of wish I had, you know, but I am grateful for my own design type, but I just love that you have this immense amount of energy to really support you in the vision of your business and, and to helping so many people's lives. So I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Um, yes, yeah, I've never quite heard it expressed exactly that mm -hmm. way. I, I know that I have I have a tremendous amount of motors and my motors help me to do. I've always been a tremendous doer, whether it was in my corporate career or um, in my life. Now, presently, I am involved with or run about four or five different businesses. And and then when I go to therapy, I say, I just don't have enough to do. And she looks at me and she's like, you're not, you're not a normal human. Um, but I, I do have this drive. And if anything, mm -hmm. I think I'm sort of envious of your projector energy where you give yourself that permission to not do. And, and actually, I spend a lot of time trying to do that, right? To try and be still, whether it's my own yoga practice or my own meditation practice, or it's uh, taking my dog for a walk in nature, finding that time. I really need to do that because in addition to fueling work that I love by being aligned to it, I also need that so I don't burn out as well, right? And and I think yeah. it's it's interesting because when you do, at least in my experience, when you do work that is aligned with who you are and that you love, like I do traveling and, and running retreats, it never, ever feels like work. So I just want to do more and more and more of it. 
the other day I was writing copy for a retreat that I'm doing next June in Marrakesh. And I was, I was designing the itinerary, like taking a, a woman's content because she wrote the content really. It's a program mm-hmm. called body magic. And the, the concept is falling in love with yourself and your body and taking taking that and turning it into a five-day itinerary with different activities and excursions and the yoga and the Turkish bath and the massage. And I get so excited, like experiencing the experience of putting it together and knowing that the, the, I guess really to use the word experience again, that the people who come on the retreat are going to have, right? Really being able to see it through that lens. This is what somebody's going to be able to live through when they walk in the door of this gorgeous palace and they're going to have their own gorgeous private room with an ensuite bath and then the Turkish bath right next door and then a massage and then we're going to go do a market tour and go to the market and pick out the spices and then come back and have a cooking class and use those spices. And I get so excited. And and I haven't done this particular retreat. I haven't been to Marrakesh. I've spent time in the Middle East, but I haven't been to Marrakesh. But it's almost like writing a story for me, you know, that starts to unravel in it. And then what happens with a retreat? Then people start showing up and then they become characters in the story. And then by the time it actually kind of comes to fruition, you have this fairy tale and the, and the characters who showed up to be in it. And it's always magical. It's just always, always magical. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love like in this process of you developing this retreat that you really tapped into what is making you excited about it. And you've also tapped into the people that are already going to be there. You can already see them and feel them. And this um, manifestation power start working towards you for this very purpose. So I was just thinking, do you think um, because you have this generator, go, go, go energy, you know, and it's again, like, um, it's just so beautiful. Um, Do you think that's why you were drawn to be a yoga instructor and drawn to retreats? Because it's like you're putting your energy towards doing something that's restorative and then supporting people through that process too. It's yeah, it's it's it, nobody has ever asked me that question. Yes. Um, I think honestly, yoga and retreats found me. I never mm-hmm. set out to do either of them. Um, in in addition to having a lot of sacral energy. I've also always trusted my intuition ever since I was a little, little girl. And I started doing yoga, my goodness, 25 years ago in California. And I had started a yoga studio when my first son was first born. He just graduated college. And then Mm -hmm. circumstances caused us to move to New York. And then I did my 200 hour teacher training really as an opportunity to heal from my divorce. And um, I never had any intention of teaching yoga. I, I did it to get deeper into my practice. I did it as, as a healing opportunity, something to have for myself, 200 hours of just taking time to, to be really um, quiet, to be with myself, to be in self-care. And then I finished my 200 hour and I became keenly aware of I don't want to use the word obligation as a negative yeah. word, but all of a sudden I kept getting invitations to teach oh, all the time. Gosh. Come sub for me here. Come teach for me here. 
So I started teaching. It was never a deliberate intention. It wasn't like I set out and said, I want to be a yoga teacher. It was, I did something for me that felt good. And then people asked me to do it. And retreats sort of were the same thing. I went on a yoga retreat and I was disappointed by it. It, it, I Mm. didn't find that it was particularly a great experience. And I knew because of my business background and I I could do a better, I could do a better job of creating a more comprehensive, cohesive, collaborative sort of experience than what I experienced on this yoga retreat. And this, this is the true story. It's a little bit nutty. I was in Belize with a friend of mine and I was standing on the bank of a very muddy river, not a particularly beautiful Mm -hmm. river in a town called Hopkins. And I was looking out at the sea and I got a very loud voice that said, bring a retreat here. Oh, and I was like, a what? A what? <laughs> so I said, I guess I'm doing a retreat. So I came home and, and I called my sister. I said, I'm doing a yoga retreat in Belize. And next thing I know, six months later, I had 18 people going to this tiny little island in Belize. And I led my first retreat. Um, and that's when Enlivened Retreats was born. It just sort of, it, it came from there. I, I, over time, realize people love to travel. People are a little insecure about traveling. They don't know where to go. They like to be guided. I love yeah. to plan adventures and, and those kinds of trips. And I love to incorporate wellness and transformation and yoga and meditation and adventure into these kinds of experiences. Because otherwise people go to Belize and they sit at an all-inclusive and they drink fruity cocktails all day long and they go home and they go back to their lives. But how have they changed? How have they grown? What did they experience? So um, the nature of my retreats has changed an awful lot over the years. I, I used to do a lot of content, a lot of this is how we go through transformation. And every day we'd sit in the classroom. And, and then I started to soften over the years. And what I realized is you bring somebody to a beach in Tulum or you bring somebody to Marrakesh to a castle. Um transformation's going to happen. The transformation is going to happen because people gave themselves permission to have that kind of experience for themselves. And I don't need to school it. I can just hold the space for it. And so um, that's changed a lot. I still, we still do workshops. We still do the things, but uh-huh. they're less focused on, this is how you go through transformation. This is the notebook and the workbook for how to create transformation in your lives. It's It's more... We're going to do these things. We're going to learn these things. We're going to focus on something we want to change. We're going to focus on something we want to take home with us to bring back to our lives. And that's probably enough, you know, and that's sustainable. That That is sustainable. And that's important. Yes. Yeah. And that's sustainable. Yeah, it is. Those micro betterments, they seem small and little, but then they add to this collective of like real change and change that people can keep up with transformations that people can hold on to, you know, like yeah. they ripple these retreats coming off of a retreat. It's like people's lives are in this ripple effect afterwards. And they feel this change because they have changed inside. They come back to this life, but it becomes different because they're different. Yeah. So absolutely. And then sometimes yeah. my, my last retreat that I did in Ireland in June, when we yes. were going around in our closing circle and we asked everybody what they were taking home, one, one purpose said, I have come to learn in this past week, my entire life's purpose. <laughs> oh. You can never wow. account for that. You never know, right? You never know what 
what is going to touch somebody or what they're going to learn or what's going to open. But I do, I do Mm -hmm. really strongly believe that there is, there's almost like a marriage quality with people who show up for the retreats and the retreats that I do. And every single person shows up to get the exact experience that they need in that time. And I get exactly what I need as facilitator of that group in that time. So it's been interesting Mm -hmm. to watch the changes in me and the changes in the groups that have, have come to my retreats. So that's so beautiful. It's an amazing process. It really is. It's, it's, um, to to do the work and also be facilitating the work kind of all at the same time. Yeah. It's magical. Yeah, exactly. It's so beautiful. Um, there's another layer of your chart that really stood out to me and it's your profile. And this is kind of layers of your personality. And oftentimes people have super big blind spots for how they see themselves or how the world views them. And so this is uh, in human design. I love this new story that our mind gets to accept is like the story of truth and honoring our souls. And so you are a two, four, and this is, I am naturally good at the things I love. You are this easy breezy genius. So you, the number two is this natural. You're just naturally gifted at things without even knowing how you got there. Um, and especially when you layer on your generator being, you're like, and we're there super fast, you know? Um, you have this zone of genius that readily appears. And it just is in this um, beautiful way of how you stand in your own power. Now, a lot of times um, the world, or we think things need to have a lot of certifications or whatever, but you don't need to have that. You are your own like certification. (laughs) You're your own being because you're just naturally gifted at that thing. And then the number four, which I think is so important in your work is you are a people person. So you love to be around the right people. And that's the kind of caveat with this is really curating your crowd, whether that's the, your friends or your clients as well. You know, the people that you want to be surrounded with, honoring them. I always talk about this energy speaks before our words even speak. And we want to really have you honor the energies of the people that are you're working with and for and linking arms with and personally and professionally. And so you share these beautiful gifts with others and you love to be of service to them and to really help them out as well. Um, So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I, I think where that rings the most true to me is how I collaborate with people, whether it's in other businesses I run or with retreats. What I learned in this latest iteration of of my international retreats, which kind of happened post COVID is that as much as I love to design the experience, I love to have a second voice with me when I do these events. And so I have since the beginning of last year, every retreat that I've done, I've done with a partner and having that sort of yin yang energy together collectively to bring the experience, I think adds a different layer and, and an even greater um, richness and depth to the experiences that I have, you know, in a, in a perfect world, my kindred spirits would be the only people that show up to my retreats, but in the real world, (laughs) I think people show up because there are lessons I still need to learn. Right. And so there, there are people who show up that are people that are very different than me and, and who, who really, um, 
need what it is that I'm providing, but they might not be my people. And I've learned to love and accept them as well. And I, and I've learned, I'd say probably the greatest lesson I have learned in running retreats over the past 10 years. And I've probably run, I don't know, 50, 75 by this point in, in my life is that my responsibility is to create the container and hold the space. But people aren't ultimately responsible for their own experience. And that was a really, really, really hard lesson. Because when I started to do this work, I I was a people pleaser. And I thought I was responsible for everybody having the best Mm -hmm. possible time um, that they could possibly have. And that's just not a realistic um, expectation for doing this kind of work. I think the most important thing that I can do as a facilitator of these kinds of events is to hold that space and let people have the experience that they need to have, that they need at that point in their lives. And sometimes they turn into my people. Sometimes they become part of my tribe and sometimes they become my students. Sometimes they become my friends. Um, But I have through doing this work with other leaders, I'm I'm very, very, very collaborative in my approach to this and all my businesses. Mm -hmm. I've made an amazing, amazing collective of kindred spirits in my life. And I'm very, very blessed to have that. And I'm most I am most whole and most full when I when I have that for sure. That's Aww. definitely who I am. And yes. it's funny this this natural genius that you speak of because yes. I have more certifications than any human being in the world. Like oh. I, my certifications have certifications. You know, I have <laughs> I, I have I have a BA, I am a CPA, I have an MBA, I have. 500 hours of yoga, not 200. I have five hours. I have a certification in meditation. I have a certificate in positive psychology. I'm still going. I'm a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess that's not in my chart, but yet there was, there was a long time where I did not feel authentic or qualified to do this Mm -hmm. work. And I had a lot of imposter syndrome around this like who am I to be leading a retreat about how to live your your greatest life like and until I actually started to believe that but that took a lot of years that took a lot of years so until I actually did believe that I would just get certifications and hope that people believe those right isn't that what we do (laughs) well and that's and that's part of it yeah it's like um having this story of like Um, It's not the, you know, like what gives us that confidence in ourselves, you know, and I love, again, that human design kind of rewrites this story for us and gives us concrete stories that say, Hey, um, you are just amazing at this thing that you're focusing on because you're naturally bringing your gifts to the table and there's no need to qualify it anymore. And so this story replays in our mind until we start to believe it until we start to honor ourselves. And that's where real belief comes in. It's like, everybody else honors ourselves pretty well, you know, like they recognize gifts, they recognize awesomeness, you know, but it's us recognizing that for ourselves. And that's when we turn the tables on this, um, this mindset and the, these stories that our brains collected over the years, but it is, it's, um, with, with this, um, for you being a people person, there's a tendency to love people, but want to please them as well. And that's really part of I love what you said about kind of dropping that people pleasing. And I know it's always an ongoing thing, but it's recognizing like, what is your part? What do you bring to the table in this experience? And, um, and once you've done your part, you've done 
what you were here to do. And that's so beautiful and so freeing, really. Yeah, it really, it really is. Um, this last retreat that I did in Ireland, the content that we did and the, um, the whole theme that played yes. throughout the week. Um, I had a, a lot of confidence that what we created was really an amazing, amazing experience, right? It was, it was a beautifully drafted, written, um, expressed mm -hmm. opportunity for the people that came on it. Now, I can't tell you that every person who came on it had that experience. There may have been ripples after they got home where that started to sort of make sense to them. But the people who came needed it for all kinds of reasons. Like just for example, the, the concept of the retreat was to find your inner enchantress, right? Regardless oh, of what beautiful. of your life that you were on. And we, we used the Irish mysticism of looking at the maiden, the mother, and then the enchantress. Oh. And what are the lessons that you learn through that, um, which is a very personal journey Everybody came on this retreat in pairs. We had best oh. friends. We had sisters. We had another pair of sisters. So it just, um, the people who showed up were not what we expected. We also, the Enchantress is a concept of women sort of in midlife, midlife and oh. beyond. And we had people on this retreat from 25 to 75. So oh. it's it's not always going to be received the way that you um that you expect it, but you just, yes. I, I know coming out of that retreat, what I, what I um, really took away was in my heart and my soul. Um, mm. I was in complete and total integrity that the content was really unique and it was really solid and it was really transformative and it was really interesting. And there was a lot of work that went into it. And I can just hope and pray that the people who showed up got what they needed from that experience, even if it wasn't necessarily what I, what I designed. Yeah. Yeah. It's this transformative experience. Um, and I wanted to, uh, this kind of goes into one of the gates that I pulled from your chart that just like, and again, you know, you know, on your human design chart, there are so many different layers and, and things. And, um, and so I just look at your chart and I'm like, what is the message that is speaking to me? And so this is uh, gate 36 and this is my, um, deep feelings are a gateway to transformations and this is a gate attached to your solar plexus center, which is all about emotions. Now you don't have a defined emotional center. So you're kind of this cool, calm and collected, um, but you have this beautiful ability to help others with their feelings and their emotions because you've mastered your own, because you come from that with this cool, calm and collected state. And you're allowing others to have this human experience through their emotions. And that's, I feel like that's such what retreats are, you know, they're this emotional transformative experience that you get to transmute these um, lower vibrational emotions to these higher vibrational emotions that serve us so much better. And you have the gift of being able to do that to help others facilitate that. Um, and I just think that's so beautiful and so powerful. So I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, I, 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 think exactly what you said is why people are attracted to me and my retreats mm -hmm. because I, I model that. I, I was a very high-strung type A corporate executive for a really long mm -hmm. time. 
And I've mastered my emotions. I've learned to not be reactive. I've learned how to use meditation and yoga as tools in my life to keep me grounded. And because I've, because I, I was not always this way, or I had not mastered this way of being my whole entire life. I think people feel really safe with me because I don't judge. You know, you meet these people who like had moms who were yoga teachers and they kind of come into the world as these ethereal beings. I was not that. I was not that. (laughs) I envy, I envy those people with any luck. My children are those, but, um, you know, I've had to work really, really hard for a really long time to to be in the state of alignment that I presently am. And so I think people who come to my retreats maybe came from that place or they they know this about me. And so it gives them a way of feeling really safe because there's no judgment. There's no expectation. Um I don't care if they're going to have a glass of wine. I don't care if they're going to eat chicken for dinner. That's not that there aren't steadfast rules. I'm going to accept them exactly how they are, exactly how they're going to do what they do. And so they can come and have an experience that could be really, really challenging, right? This year I'm doing retreats in Bali. I'm doing retreats in Marrakesh. I'm doing retreats in Costa Rica. And I I think Africa, it gets a lot to get people on a plane to go to a different continent. And I have these people who will come because they feel safe with me because they know that I'm going to make sure that everything is taken care of, but then also they can show up however they are, you know? Yeah, they can bring themselves to the table. And that's what they need in these transformation experiences is to not have this judgment and to have this open welcoming arms. And um, it actually goes into this next gate. I can't make this stuff up, but it's gate number six, which is you create deep magnetizing connection. So this is a gift of closeness with others you pierce through their walls. People feel at home with you. They feel this deep connection to you. It's like this commune with a tribe and the community that they want to be a part of yours. Um, and you link arms with them during this process of um, this connection and uh, these transformations that you do. And um, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. I. Uh- yeah, I, I I think it's been it's been a long time since I've been doing retreats. And and for example, I had a woman who came to Ireland and prior to that she came to Costa Rica, but prior to that, I hadn't seen her in three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um she had come to a local retreat that I had done, and before that she had done a summer local retreat. Um but there are people like that. There, there's another person who who's come on a few of my retreats already who basically called me with his credit card and said, just keep my number wherever you go. Just book me. I'm, I'm going wherever you go. Right. So there are these people who um, who don't want to travel any other way where it feel they feel nice. really connected to me. They feel really safe. They can they text me when they have major life events going on. They they become part of my family, you know, and that's, that's amazing. When I, when I go on a retreat and uh, I'm doing a retreat in Costa Rica this February, and I think of the people that are registered, almost all of them were on the same retreat last year and they're all coming back. So that, that is, that's a whole different kind of magic, you know, because then it's, it's not just, 
me creating the relationship. It's creating relationships among each other too. And we, we create our mm. own little oh. tribe. So that, that is, that is, oh. that is the beauty of doing a retreat, right? What I, what I always say is you come on a retreat and the first night you're, you're with a group of strangers. By the time you go home, you have family. And it's, it's one of those crazy, crazy alchemic things that happens with the right. retreats. You watch people go through this work and you have this experience yourself. You see them in a different light. And I think people who go on retreat, they learn how to just ultimately see and love humanity and they, and they go home yes. with that. And, and we do, yeah. we all fall in love. There's a, I, I love looking out in my social communities and I see people who met on my retreats from very different places in my life, like yeah. years, years ago, and they're giving each other recommendations or they're talking or, and I see this web that I've created of all these people over the years, you know, the 2000 yeah. people that I have in my mailing list, a lot of them know each other and have come on multiple experiences. And yeah, that's, it's, it's a, it's a really, I, I feel really blessed by that. It's really an amazing part of doing this work. Wow. Well, you have that gift to be able to create that and look at how allowing that gift to be open and stepping into that has given you a community. And that's what like as business owners, when we create communities, we've done it, you know, like that is so cool when our clients are helping each other and their friends and they're supporting each other. Like that is giving me such chills. I love that. So beautiful. And stepping into that is just gorgeous. Carrie, you have so many beautiful layers of your chart. And I am so, so grateful that we had this time together today to go over those beautiful gifts. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you, Thank you so much. I look oh, forward to hopefully great. doing a retreat with you one day. Well, it'll be. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. We definitely need to do that. Okay. Oh my goodness. Um, and listeners in the audience, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Thank you for being on. Make sure you screenshot this episode, put it in your stories, tag Carrie and I, and we'll shout you out as well. All right, everybody, let's embrace our power.